I V M. You're listening to a special edition of Pesa Vesa, featuring Mr. Nitin Kamath, founder of Zeroda, a company that offers brokerage-free equity investments. In the first part of this series, Nitin talks to Anupam about stock trading, the difference between investing and stock trading, and setting up a brokerage. Folks, welcome to Pesa Pesa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. This is a really, really, really special episode of Pesa Pesa because this time we are going to talk stock trading. We've done so many episodes on investing. Okay, we've done robo advisories with clear funds. We've done value investing with Vichal Kandelwal. We even did thematic investment with small case. This is the first time we're talking about stock trading. Okay, I'm just going to. Just give me two minutes to explain the difference between investing and trading. Although I'm sure our guests can do uh, much better than me on that. But investing, whatever we've spoken so far, is over a specific time frame. Uh, it's about investing probably for the long term through SIPs and choosing a bunch of stocks and then sticking on them for a long period of time. Now that is one way of making money. Okay, but we didn't say it's the only way of making money. Stock trading is an extremely lucrative avenue of earning income. Of course, it's also extremely risky. Time horizons are shortened. You can do trading for almost day to day, intraday on a lot of stuff in stocks. Okay, and that also holds true for commodities and a lot of the other stuff. So I hope that all of you understand the very basic difference between investing and trading. So far, we've done investing, which is over the longer term. This episode is dedicated to stock trading, and our special guest has turned his passion into a business. After many years of trading himself, he actually set up a brokerage, and guess what? He totally killed it. Zero Dha today is India's largest discount brokerage, and I leave it up to our guest to introduce us to Zero Dha, what it means, also the word, and a lot of other stuff. So, with me. I have the founder of Zeroda, Nitin Kamath, and we are going to do this podcast in three parts. In the first part, we are going to cover Nitin's really fascinating journey to setting up Zeroda. I know a lot of uh, listeners out there are interested in entrepreneurship and stuff like that, and believe me, Nitin's early career could probably take an an entire hour. But we are going to spend just about twenty minutes on on that for the first part. In the second part, we are going to cover stock. Trading basics and what you, as a listener, need to know if you're interested in starting to trade on your own, right? And finally, in the third part, we're going to do really basic stuff about how to choose a stockbroker. So, enough of the intro. To our guest, Nitin, welcome to Pesa Pesa. We're really thrilled to have you here. I'm going to give the mic to you. This is all yours. Tell us the story of Zero Da, of you, your early career, how you got interested in in uh, in stock trading. What led you to Make zero da uh, to make it into a, a business, and of course, what does zero da mean? Thank you for doing the show. Yeah, thanks, uh, Anupam, for having me here. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, so firstly, I think uh, uh, the disclaimer is is anything that you invest with an idea to exit is a trade. Actually, you know, mm. so so if you if you're buying into something without an idea to exit. Maybe that's called investment, mm-hmm. right? And uh, everything else is a trade. And for a lot of people, trades turn into investment. They buy something, they hold <laughs> on to it, and guess what? The trade becomes an investment. investment. It's thin line, sure. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so I started trading 
extremely early and okay. uh, i am from bangalore mm. and uh, so the area i was staying in was you know it was full of marwadis you know so i had <laughs> okay and and shop people <laughs> shop people yeah. and etc so they introduced me to trading some okay. of my friends uh, older friends which year are we talking about uh, this 90s? is 97 98 kind uh, sensex was going nowhere at that point of time ups <laughs> and downs and stuff okay right. dream uh, budget i think round about no, that uh, dream budget was i think 94 95 95, okay. yeah, you know so Uh, so yeah, so uh, that's how I got introduced to trading, and uh, it started off in you know what they call as the dabba shops and the bucket mm-hmm. shops, you know. So uh, in 2000, uh, derivatives trading started in India. Uh, so that's when I graduated to come on the exchange mm-hmm. and start trading there. So people, you know, who don't know uh, today, 85 to 90 percent of the trading turnover on ex- exchanges comes from uh, futures and options, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, Nifty futures had started in 2000, right. and uh, and and the thing about uh, derivatives is it's a it's a leverage trade, right? As yes. in, with one rupee, you're buying for 10 rupees, yes. uh, vice versa, right? So let me actually explain that to listeners out here. Right. Let's say the Nifty was at 2000 then, and when you're buying a contract of say 100 Nifty, right. okay, for a future or for a call option, whatever it is, so you're actually taking exposure to 100 into 2000. Correct. For that, all you're doing is you're paying a small premium. Absolutely. Okay, so folks, that's what leverage means. You're paying a small premium to take a large exposure. Correct. Yeah. So so. For example, as I said, you know, so for uh, to buy two lakh rupees worth of Nifty, you're mm. paying ten percent, twenty thousand rupees. Mm. Now the good news here is, you know, if you make money, you make money ten times faster, <laughs> and you lose money, you lose money ten times faster. So mm. in two thousand one, you know, around this whole Y two K bust that was happening, you know, mm. so I. Uh, I had saved up quite a bit, you know, between '97 to 2001, you know, and that was around the same time I was doing my engineering as well, you know. So, um, in 2001, yeah, so I went bust on one of those uh, stupid trades. Huh. I need okay, folks. I'm <laughs> going to take a, just a pause out here because it's very important for listeners to understand what bust means. Okay, it's easy to get swayed away by all the success stories. I want to spend just two minutes define bust for me as an engineering student <laughs> who's bet all his money on a certain position. What right. is that? Yeah, so so bust was so I I know I think saved up between four to five lakh rupees. And, oh man, yeah, that's so, a lot of money. Okay, yeah, and started with like five thousand, ten thousand rupees, you know, uh, and and back in two thousand two thousand one, five lakhs was probably today's. Maybe fifty, fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so a lot of money then, lot of money now. Even <laughs> if you don't account for uh, inflation, okay, for finance. Yeah, yeah. So and so, I was long into the trade, you know. Mm. So that means I was bullish about. Uh, mm. So markets came down. So I thought it's gonna stop falling. So mm. I bought. It came down more. It fell more. Oh, wow. I borrowed money, and I thought you know you doubled down. Yeah, I did. I did all of that stupid things, you know. So yeah. so eventually. I ran out of the five lakhs plus. I was uh, I was down. You know, I, wow. I owed money to people. So, uh, so I had to find a job. Hmm. And uh, call centers were the in thing then. Right. And it also kind of gave you the flexibility to work in the nights and yes. trade during days. Yes. You know, so so I joined a call center in Bangalore. You didn't sleep. Work during trade during day. Both are intensive activities. No, I mean when you're young and you're stupid. I mean, I used to sleep weekends. Sure. You know, so, oh, <laughs> so oh, wow. you know, okay. and I did this for like. Uh, four years, you know, from 2001 to 2005, uh, I was working in the call center and mm. and trading the markets. And uh, 2005, you know, I was at a gym. I, I met this guy who had come back from the US, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, it was it was just a coincidence that you know we were on the treadmill next to each other. He asked me, "Dude, what do you do?" I said, "I trade." Then I was I used to trade with ICS here then. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we caught up for a drink and then I showed him my trading account performance. He mm. said, dude, why don't you do this for me? You know, and oh, okay. uh, he cut me a check and I quit my job okay. the next day. And uh, that's where this whole business of trading for others started. Right. Okay. And um, so 2005 was when this happened. In 2006, uh, I became a sub broker for uh, Reliance Money. You know, Reliance okay. Capital started their brokerage business in India in sure. 2006 called Reliance Money. Mm-hmm. So I became a franchisee for them or sub broker mm-hmm. as they call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2008, uh, markets fell. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that was probably the stupidest year to make money because, <laughs> you know, most people don't realize that you tend to make money faster when markets fall as a trader, mm-hmm. right? If you're in the right direction, you know, sure, it's, yeah. it's like potential energy is in your favor, right? Yeah, so, you yeah. know, it's... Uh, uh, so, uh, 2008, I, I made, uh, in that day's context, a lot of money. Okay. And... Uh, and I said, you know, and day trading is like playing a T20 game. You know, you you, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you cannot do it for too long. You know, you yeah, have a yeah. shelf life and et cetera. Right? So I wanted to take a break from trading. Okay, I'm going to just pause sure. you out here. Tell me one thing, you know, because you're saying that in 2001, you got the markets wrong. Right. Okay, I'm guessing you had about what, four or five years for you to figure out your strategies and your thinking before your friend or whoever it is right. came to the gym and, and, and gave you a check. Right. What did you do differently, right? So mm-hmm. that when 2008 came, you were like really set to take that one bet. Right. Okay, that would have, I'm sure, like you said, made you a lot of money. Right. Okay, because it takes immense amount of skills. Right. Like you also said, if you're doing full-time trading, you're looking, you're looking at a crazy day. Correct. I'm guessing you're looking at eight hours of trading, to hai bhi, right. probably even more beyond that studying. So can you just explain to our listeners, how did that entire cycle change for you? Where... And where did it have it in you mm-hmm. to say, okay, I went bust, but I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. still going to do this. Because for a lot of us, a lot of people, taking a loss, especially right. if, you know, if you're from a middle class background, I'm sure that's what I read is because you you are also from, from a right. middle class background. I believe right. your dad was working in a bank. Right. Mom was a teacher. Right. So that risk taking ability which I believe and I'm sure you'll agree is very core to a trader's mentality absolutely how did you develop that all the way from 2001 going bust to finally you know I could call it like breaking the bank with a fantastic trade in 2008 where you you called it right just take us through that no I mean I think See, uh, as a trader, I think uh, the lesson I've learned going bust in 2001 and in between, between 2001 to 2005, I had a few episodes as well. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it so casually, like going bust is okay, no big deal. No, I mean, I at least had a job then. So, ah, know, correct. Going bust. So, folks, that's your pro tip number one. Have a full-time job, okay, you know, if th- you're new to trading. Absolutely. I think, you know, if someone's learning trading, you know, making a living out of trading mm. is extremely tough, right? Okay. You know, if you have to put food on the table from the Money you make trading, mm. I think I think you should give yourself at least five years before you attempt to do it. Okay, right? sure. And uh, so I'd I'd say uh, I think what what I learned during that volatile period uh, was that is that you can't be aggressive, you mm. know, in, in mm. while trading. You know, you can't, you know, you can't have rupee goals. You can't, mm. you know, you just have to do the right thing and hope, you know, luck hits. Ah. right and. And and luck hit in 2008, as in in the right. sense, you know, so you can't really, you know, because you have to keep doing right things over and over again. You know, right. it's just the big problem most people who trade the markets have is that they like to go against the trend. 
Right. Yeah, it's so tempting, right? Because they keep on saying trend is a friend. So I'm saying that if I'm in 2008 at the peak, the the market peaked on 8th Jan 2008, when right. which is when the Sensex was at about 20,20,873 types. Right. Why would you take a sell call? No, I mean no, no one could have. Yeah. Uh, I mean not a smart trader would have taken a sell yeah. call. The sell call wasn't there. The sell call was after mm. markets cracked 10 percent. Ah, right. Okay. Because you, you know, after the markets cracked 10 percent, I mean I'll tell you the strategy in 2008 we had, right? Please, I mean, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So I used to uh, subscribe to various uh, news wires, right? Sure. As in from different parts of the world, and uh, so we were essentially just shorting on any news. You know, if if a prime minister in UK got sick, we used to go short the market. Whoa! In the sense, because there was so much panic, right? Uh, as in uh. people were, you know, the, ex- the moments were so exaggerated on the sh- short side. You know, mm. f- you know, for any news, any bad news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we were just doing that. Was the only strategy, right? As in, we knew, and it just worked. It just worked because. Yeah. You know, people were panicking, and they were panicking for every reason. That's got nothing to do with the Indian stock market. Yeah, you're talking about the global, the global financial crisis, full blown regulators everywhere yeah. in yeah. chaos. I mean, that, as I said, you know, it was uh, people who were short that year. I mean, um, it doesn't, didn't matter where they were short. Hmm. I mean, hmm. but you couldn't time the short in January because you okay. know there was there's no way. I mean. Anyone, the guy who even shorted at the peak, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have been a smart trader. So he wouldn't actually stuck around the trade. Right, right. and he would have just got it out of pure dumb luck. Yeah, he just would have taken some kind of call on that, saying that maybe the market will fall, bought a put option or something of that sort, right. or maybe you know short sold the future. No, if the idea in a trade is not right, right, as in if if the market's ah. peaking today and you're actually buying puts, that means hmm. your idea of the trade is not right. Right, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, if your idea of the trade is not right, you're not going to stick around till the trade plays out, hmm. right? Hmm. Because, I mean. Uh, you know, you you probably exit it much before <laughs> it can show its true potential, yeah. right? So, and also the thing about bear markets, right? Are uh, bear markets uh, last much shorter? You yes, know, right? yes, and, yes, and then yes. they're so much more in favor of the yeah. trader, right? Yeah. So history shows us that history shows <laughs> us that bear markets are in fact, uh, you know, uh, they are of that duration. Right. And if you catch a trend, right? Yeah, you're right about that. Go on, right. please. Yeah. And also the thing is, you know, in a bull market, what happens is every day, you know, the the it, the time taken for a stock to go up is mm. so slow mm. that every day you get an opportunity to actually put your brains and say, should I hold? Should I exit? I've, mm. I have twenty percent profit. Should I book out? You know, mm. it's very tough to sit on a trade. You know, mm. as an investor, mm. you know, you're not bothered, right? Yeah, as, yeah, you know, yeah. but as a trader, you know, it's very tempting to get out as soon as you're in the money, right? Mm. So. Uh, the good thing about a bear market is when it falls, it falls with so much intensity, right. so fast that before you actually have thought about it, it's already made you so much money, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so this was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So yeah. So uh, so in two thousand eight, also what happened was uh, Nikhil, my younger brother, had joined me by then, hmm. and uh, he's seven years younger, and mm-hmm. you can call it evolution or what, but <laughs> he is uh, he was a smarter trader than I was, so oh, okay. you know and. Then I, at that time I realized that you know there's no point two people sitting and trading. Sure. And uh, maybe you know he was he was just so raw and young and you know uh, so I thought you know he's a better bet to trade and hmm. I should maybe give a shot at uh, being a broker. Okay. And I wanted to be a I wanted to take a break for a couple of years. Okay. And I mean that's okay. when how this whole idea of Zeroda came by. Right. Uh, the idea of Zeroda was there from 2007. What? So at the peak of your trading days, okay, yeah. I want you to give our listeners an idea of what your day was like. Right. Uh, I mean, it was. I want them to know how much it takes because right. everybody is so attracted by making money. Right. Okay. I want you to give an idea of the hard work it takes. No, I mean, I'll tell you. As in, there's this quote, right? Uh, stock market's the toughest place to make easy money. You know. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, 
uh, so yeah so uh, they they would start you know like 6:37 you know mm-hmm. and i used to um, like to work out before i you know traded because you know it keeps you sharp sure and uh, so seven you know you kind of come in you start tracking what's happening across mm. the world mm. right markets used to start at 9:55 then yes. you know so so eat a good meal you know have a good breakfast huh. right and then uh, and then you come in and so the thing is one of the things i realized that i you know when i started off i wanted to trade everything correct correct right? yeah. and then slowly i realized that you need to have an edge in what you trade huh. right so so it kind of boiled down to trading only the index contracts you know oh, so okay so no stocks no, no stocks no, anything as like commodities or anything even that yeah no commodities uh, i mean in india started very late right as in correct, you know correct. so and they're not it, as liquid also i guess as compared to no today they are i okay. mean crude oil gold etc is quite liquid sure. right okay. but then when you're trading commodities right you're actually competing against the world right mm-hmm. when you're trading crude you know mm-hmm. you're actually competing that guy in saudi arabia yeah, yeah. who already maybe knows more than you okay so 10 o'clock <laughs> okay right so in uh, index contracts index contracts sure. you know and there was no bank nifty there was essentially just nifty contracts mm-hmm. you know so uh, so so yeah so i mean after that Uh, I used to be uh, a scalper kind of a guy, mm. you know. So I used to have a, a positional trade, which mm. is you know, positional trade would be something that could last a day or sometimes mm. last a few weeks, you know. So, but I also always used to have a day trade running. Okay. Uh, the reason for that being that, uh, you know, as a trader, right, it's it's very tough to keep quiet. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you always want to trade something. Yeah. yeah. You see a you see the price action on the screen. Right. And you want to hit that. You want to. And yeah. so so I used to just to keep my you know uh, adrenaline low. You know, I used to <laughs> always trade with one or two lots. You know, all okay. the time. So okay. just to okay. keep me busy. You know. Okay. And not think about my positional trade. Right. And I think I think one of those things that I have learned, you know, as an even today as a business, I think it's worked for us is that. uh you cannot you know it's about bet sizing right, right, you, know? right, so, right, right. Uh, uh, you know you cannot all the time bet the same amount okay right okay. so you need to know which trades you kind of take it easy and which trades you kind of hit it hard you right? go all in yeah i mean you have to i mean yep, in yep, this business yep. if you are going to you know if you're going to bet the same amount of money mm. all the time over and over again mm. it's uh, it's not a i think personally i've seen a lot of profitable traders i think okay. uh, it's it's very tough to actually eventually make money you know so <laughs> okay you know so so i think yeah so, uh, so you do the trade you are yeah, done by 3:30 yeah 3:30 the market closes <laughs> but then you know if you have a positional trade open you mm-hmm. are you know you're constantly bothered about <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening in europe what's happening in the us then what could affect your trade yeah yeah so you're 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 you know you're continuously kind of mentally you know, or somewhere else yeah mentally always somewhere else okay, you know? so it's okay. very tough and especially if you're sitting on a losing trade okay especially when you're having a drawdown you know so uh, all of this you know hurts, uh, yeah. uh, it it just uh, just this you know puts a lot more pressure on a trader okay so yeah. 2010 yeah so 2008 is when this happened uh, i mean 2009 uh, what happened was you now there was a phase before the election results in may right hmm. where Market markets gap down Uh, no, actually, on the election result day, market did a twenty percent up. Up, gap right? up, yeah, gap yeah. up, right? And yeah. then it hit circuit in in five seconds, and the next day morning again hit circuit. So yeah, it actually yeah. did two circuits up, you know, yeah, consecutively, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so what happened was uh, uh, one of the positional trades I have always taken is you know is you know is is to trade the volatility, you know, because. Hmm. Hmm. uh i have found it much easier to call than the direction okay right so that means you're trying to predict if market's going to be volatile within a range and not really call if it's going to be up or down sure. so okay. 
So uh, you would be like what long yeah, you, you, index and then buy a put or something no no like? I mean you if if say you know you're, you you think the market's going to become extremely volatile sure. you buy uh, you know you figure out the best strikes and you buy calls and puts together well, you do a strangle okay yeah, sure know, okay. Yeah. or you know you short them you know okay, you, right sure. so so what happened is uh, the day before the election results mm-hmm. um, so I was uh, long volatility right? okay uh, and at around three twenty p.m. you know so. Um, you know, I somehow, you know, some some stupid thing went into my head, mm. and I said, "Let's just, you know, market's too quiet because in, in long volatility, if market doesn't do anything, you lose a lot of you money. lose a lot of money, yeah, right? yeah, especially course, on election yeah. days. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, so, so you've got a big event coming. Right. You want to be long volatility because right. you know that the market's going to move in one direction or the other direction. It will certainly not stay flat. Correct. So you're playing that move. I, I'm playing that move, but then everyone's playing that move, right? So yeah. the the premium's already priced in the volatility. Correct. Right. So unless the volatility that tomorrow happens actually more than what everyone's priced in, ah. you still lose money, right? Ah, so okay. you, know, you know, so uh, so yeah, around three twenty, you know, uh, we squared off our uh, position. Hmm. So next day, you know. In two days, it would actually return 10x. Uh, wow! You know, money because you know we have never seen two circuit up days ever. In ever, history, ever, yeah. Right. So, uh, so yeah. So what happened the next day when the market opened? It opened circuit up. Yeah. Uh, they shut down the exchange. Yep. yep. Right. Uh, so uh, we pulled down the shutters of the office. We went to a resort near our office, <laughs> and uh, we got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there, you know, in that whole frustration of missing out. Your positions uh, were closed. Yeah, because you, were- you know. It was. It was ten it was, minutes. If you were just here, <laughs> yeah, that must have yeah. sucked. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's when I said I want to take a break from trading. You know. Okay. And uh, so that was the day. You know, the election results was the day when okay. I, I pulled the plug. You know, on my trading. Sure. I haven't actually placed a trade after that. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and that's when um, uh, the whole idea of zero that was always there. You know, we wanted to be a broker for traders like us, which is mm. FNO traders. Mm. You know, who offered a platform. Hmm. No research calls, nothing. I just wanted an execution platform. Why would you? You know, you've got the Maharatis of broking out there. Right. You've got HFC Securities, you've got Motilal, you've right. got ICIC, you've got all these people. Right. What made you actually say that, okay, I'm going to break that market? You know? I mean, everyone I went spoke to said, dude, it's stupid. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> to, to think that you can be a broker. Huh. Right. And um, and I had a lot of friends in the broking fraternity then. I'm sure you would, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so they all said broking is not something that, uh, you know, like like a you know, 28, 29 year old can just go and yeah. attempt doing. Well, and less than 30 at that time. <laughs> yeah. My God. Okay. You know, so. Uh, and also the thing about you know people just scared the hell out of you know what exchanges SEBI etc are mm-hmm. right I mean mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. made 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 these guys into monsters who will mm-hmm. just eat you up you know mm-hmm. so I think you know I think what do you call I think you need to be stupid sometimes in life okay. right you know okay. I mean uh, so I think I was stupid extremely stupid <laughs> okay. to start this business uh, not just because uh, these guys said so but it mm-hmm. was also the worst times to be bro- a broker yeah there's no trading right because you're looking at 2009 I think the market was bottoming around March at that time although yeah. the, the you know you did you did have circuit up at that point of yeah. time but business, days, yeah. business wasn't exactly rocking at that point of time the, low, the worst time brokers have had in, mm. in like the history of broking was between 2008 once the yeah, you know, yeah, collapse yeah. happened yeah, till yeah. 2010-11 yeah, yeah. and so it, it was probably the worst time to actually start a broking business yeah. okay. right? okay. because okay. every broker was trying to go out and do other things India mm. was, was doing real estate uh, IFL was trying to do wealth insurance yeah, yeah, etc so I mean all the guys who were there in the system they were mm. trying to diversify okay, okay. and uh, I think you know uh, the opportunity we kind of spotted that time was uh, NSE had started a, a trading platform called NSE Now okay 
and uh, NSE now was like this white label platform which mm. NSE powers and NSE okay. was giving it free of cost to anyone who becomes a member on the exchange ah okay and i've you know i've always been one of those guys who tries out everything you know and mm-hmm. you know just keeps a tab on everything that's happening in the market mm-hmm. you know i probably have accounts with every competitor of ours <laughs> okay <laughs> so so nse now what happened was in 2009 mm-hmm. nse now suddenly showed improvement over all the other platforms mm-hmm. in terms okay. of you know how fast it was so so the opportunity was just not zeroda as fno etc but you still need money to drive a business like this right yeah, and money absolutely. is is around technology right yeah So I said, dude, no technology is coming free of cost, mm. and uh, so what is really the cost to run mm. a business, you mm. know? And uh, but you had your own technology, you're saying because if no, you're, we didn't, we didn't. Huh? So, because if you're going to run a brokerage, you need to buy softwares of what Omnisys and that kind uh, of stuff. Uh, so yeah, so NSC was giving it for free. Ah, right. Okay, okay. So, okay, so the whole, it, the whole, the only reason we are into existence is because NSE decided to give out this tri- trading platform called NSE now for free of cost. Talk about brokers. timing and the bear markets, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know? sure. Yeah, and I think we were the first ones to spot it. Hmm. Right. So, so when we started the business, uh, uh, I mean, the whole idea was offer this NSE now platform, which is free of cost. Hmm. And and as a broker, you also need something called as a back office platform. Yep. to process all the trades, trades and yeah, yeah. make out contract notes yeah. etc yeah. so the back office vendor i went to i was his first client oh, uh, okay. so he gave it to me for free <laughs> okay <laughs> you great. know so uh, nse you know when i went pitch them the idea of saying what zeroda is going to be about uh, they waived off waived us off a membership fees which uh, is a big amount if i'm not mistaken no, it's around 10 lakhs no, okay. sure, sure. so i'm thinking a, a bse card at one point of time used to be like crores of rupees and stuff like that yeah, of course now yeah, it's much cheaper yeah correct you know no i mean even now uh, uh, it's a crore and a half okay, uh, okay. as deposit to the exchange to become a member on the exchange sure so i think uh, when we started the business we had around 1.7 1.8 crores so one and a half crores went as deposits and uh, we had like 25 30 lakhs left to okay. you know do this business <laughs> you know and uh, and thanks to yeah, the back office vendor who gave it for free sure and, sure sure and as now coming at free of cost you know uh, we were able to actually get started and mm. and from the day one the idea with zeroda was was to be different Uh, from our competitors, you know, in every way, right? Right. right. Um, and, and you knew all that because you have accounts with them. You knew exactly where the gaps were. You're yeah, a trader, so you right. know exactly what you're looking for. Absolutely. I, th- I think you know. I mean, like trading business, it's it's like it's all like being in a sport, right? Mm-hmm. As in, you need to have an edge to kind of win the game, right? Mm-hmm. As in. I mean, if I am six foot five and I'm trying to be a gymnast, I can't, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah. So I think, I think, uh, I think the real, I think value uh, that Zerada brought in was, you know, is that all of us have been traders, you know, whoever was yeah, there yeah, yeah. in the beginning, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So 2010 August is when we started the business. Sure. sure. and uh, zeroda i mean again we didn't want to have a money rupee etc in our name hmm. and right? hmm. because we didn't want to come across like a platform was going to uh, was going to suddenly make you money right? okay yeah. or you know or uh, you know so like zero is a nice place to say that <laughs> word, yeah okay yeah so it's actually z- uh, zero zeroda is actually zero and roda okay right okay. roda is barriers in sanskrit no barriers yeah zero barriers zero barriers lovely okay right? so so that's essentially what we were trying to attempt okay while you know while setting up the business to say that how do we kind of take out all barriers traders have sure okay right and uh, so that's that's essentially yeah, so how how uh, the journey from you know <laughs> trading <laughs> to to starting of zeroda I okay guess. i want to end this on just telling us the size of zeroda right, right. because we started on 2010 right What have you achieved in eight years? I mean, the numbers are mind-boggling. <laughs> Tell us about uh, right. whatever you can. That is right. revenues, number of clients, uh, market share, whatever. Yeah. So, 
so firstly i think uh, when i when we were starting the business i went mm. met vcs etc etc mm. you know so i think if i was a vc i wouldn't have funded myself <laughs> so, <laughs> okay you know, being because, pretty frank okay <laughs> you know because you know i didn't really come from pedigree education mm. or i didn't really have a proper business plan or mm. i didn't really have experience of running a sure. brokerage firm yeah, so yeah. so a lot of credit today is given to us because we've been able to grow the business without raising external capital you know so this is bootstrapped this bootstrapped entirely right? entirely holy right? wow okay so so there is no debt there is nothing you know so okay. you know uh, so today uh, so we are closer closing on 800000 clients uh, 8 lakh 800 okay <laughs> yeah, sure so even if half of them are active you're looking at 4 4 5 lakh straight away i mean exchange has this data point they put out okay. you know, where they say active traders per broker mm-hmm. um, so i think uh, we are closer to 500000 there wow you know and okay. we are right now i think number 3 uh, behind icic and hdfc you know in terms of oh. number of active clients okay uh, number in of 8 years you know, right You've gone to number three on number of active clients. I'm right. not even coming to the market shift by volume. We'll come right. to that. <laughs> right, right. I'm thinking in three years you've hit number three. Right. Eight so, years, sorry, in yeah. eight years you've hit number three. Okay. Uh, and number of trades. I mean, we are we are by far the biggest in India. You know, so wow. I don't think I, I don't think there's anyone even anywhere nearly close. Number two is what half your size or something. Uh, it, it may be, you know, it <laughs> possibly, you know. So because there's no, you know, uh, I can. I can I know my size mm. versus exchange you know in exchange mm. half the trading comes from retail trading correct um so in that half we contribute almost between 8 to 10% you know wow. so you know so that is uh, uh yeah your so 5% of volume 5% of exchange today you know so 10% that, of 50% right because yeah. wow okay yeah. that's that's a huge thing I yeah? don't know I mean it's 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 been <laughs> it's been quite a crazy ride you know I think for us the real uh, i think the last 2 3 years has been has been quite you know quite good okay and uh, and yeah uh, revenue i think we are closing on i think this year will be between 450 to 500 crores of revenue wow. you know so and and that's by charging zero brokerage <laughs> anyway i get that okay yeah. okay 500 yeah. crores of pro- of revenue i'm sure you already hugely profitable because yeah so we i think uh, pre tax we will probably do 230 to 250 crores this year you know okay so, you okay know, so. <laughs> Fantastic folks I really wanted to spend much more time out here but I think we've already exceeded wo okay we we exceeded our limit like I said uh, Nitin's initial you know the entire entrepreneurship the entrepreneurship journey and his career and how he started zero da is just so fascinating it could form an entire episode on its own but we've got other things to talk about so we're going to wrap up first uh, the first part of a three part season that in the next part we're going to talk about stock trading basics and strategies you want to be you want to stay tuned for that Thank you for listening. If you have any money related questions, you can tweet to us at IVM Podcasts or email us at paisavaisa@indusvox.com. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.